Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Foo followers everywhere. Welcome to episode 60 of the Kung Fu Movie Guy podcast with your host, Ben Johnson. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode of the show. Remember, we now have a donation link available via PayPal. Head over to paypal.me forward slash Kung Fu Movie Guide if you would like to send us a donation to help support the show, as well as all our other KFMG channels. We have the website, kungfumovieguide.com. We also have our social media channels. We are on Twitter under the name KF Movie Guide. We are also on Facebook and Instagram at Kung Fu Movie Guide. And we also have a monthly newsletter in which we give away lots of free martial arts movie-related prizes. Sign up to that now via our website, kungfumovieguide.com. A huge thank you to anyone who has donated to the Kung Fu Movie Guide so far. That is very much appreciated. Any support that we get really does go a very long way, so thank you so much for that. If you do have any questions at all or any feedback or anything you might want to get off your chest, then you can always contact us via the email address. The email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com. Okay, that's the plug over with. Let's get on with the show. It's episode 60. It features my conversation with the stunt legend Rocky Taylor. It's a really fascinating chat. I do hope you enjoy it. So, without any further ado, let's get on with the show. Here we go. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. Hello, hello, hello there, Foo followers around the world, fans of the Foo. Welcome to the Kung Fu Movie Guy podcast, episode 60. That's 60, which sounds mad. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how we managed to get to 60 episodes, but there we go. Here we are. This is still season five of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out today's episode. Today I talk to Britain's oldest stunt performer, Rocky Taylor. Rocky Taylor is on the show today. Rocky is 75 years young. He can still be found driving cars and setting himself on fire and uh, generally assisting on a number of huge movies. We get into his life story here and it really is fascinating. Rocky was a judo practitioner as a teenager and it was very much his skills in the martial arts that first got him into the movies. His first role being as the fight trainer for Cliff Richard, or Sir Cliff Richard, I guess we should say, in Sir Cliff's 1961 musical film, The Young Ones. Since then, Rocky has enjoyed a long and prolific career in the British film industry. He is someone who remembers a time when there wasn't really anything known as a stunt industry and certainly nothing 
like what we have today. And it really is fascinating to hear about some of the stories from his six decades in the film and television industry. Over the years, Rocky has doubled for some of the biggest names in British entertainment, from Patrick McNee in the hit 1960s TV show The Avengers, to former Bonds like Sean Connery and Roger Moore. He's worked on the Bond franchise, the Harry Potter films, Titanic, Indiana Jones, so many big movies to name. And he is still very much active and out there doing the work. I know he has been involved in the new Batman film, which we just found out has been delayed again because Robert Pattinson, the star of the film, has tested positive for COVID-19. We wish him all the very best. It is a terrible virus and it is still very much out there and prevalent and it is active and it is affecting people. So please do consider that when you're wearing your mask or being told to wear a face mask and all the other precautions. It is all helping people out there from catching or spreading this disease. And I very much say this in relation to Rocky Taylor as well, because Rocky has been personally affected by COVID-19. The conversation you are about to hear was recorded in person earlier this year in March 2020. We then heard the news that Rocky had indeed caught COVID-19 in, I think, April of this year. Rocky spent 10 days in hospital fighting the disease and thankfully has made a full recovery, but it was very touch and go there for a little while. I spoke to him just before I recorded this message just to make sure that he was happy with me mentioning this in the intro and he did say that it was okay to talk about. It was all over Twitter as well at the time. He wanted to thank everyone for their support and messages during that very challenging time. And especially he wanted to thank the NHS and particularly the amazing doctors and nurses and the staff at the Epsom General Hospital. It is actually not the first time that Rocky has faced such a life-threatening challenge, which has seen him spend time in the hospital. We do, of course, talk quite a bit on this show about his infamous accident on the set of Death Wish 3 in 1985. Rocky missed the landing when jumping out of an exploding building. He suffered horrendous injuries as a result. But sure enough, a few years later, he came bouncing back and could be found doing stunts again on film sets. We do go into quite a bit of detail about that incident in this conversation. Rocky is clearly someone with an amazing fighting spirit and a great drive and determination. It has certainly shone through this year when being faced with such an awful thing like COVID-19. So we are very happy to report that Rocky is now fighting fit and he's ready and raring to go whenever filming, of course, does resume again and pick up whenever that might be. So it is my absolute privilege to be able to share with you this conversation that I had with Rocky Taylor, it is coming up shortly on today's show. Before I throw over to that conversation, a quick reminder that you can catch up with all the previous episodes in Season 5 of our podcast via our website, kungfumovieguide.com. 
You can also listen everywhere that you get your podcasts. It has been a particularly action-packed season so far, I think you'll agree. Guests this year have included the director of the Raid films and the co-creator of the Gangs of London TV series, that's Gareth Evans. I've also spoken to martial arts action stars like Scott Adkins, Maria Tran, Lauren Avedon, Sarah Chang and Richard Norton. And also stunt coordinators and performers, people like Tyra Mackin, Brett Chan and Jawandace Candice. And a whole lot more, of course. We are still releasing new episodes every two weeks on a Monday. There are a couple still awaiting release and potentially another one, which is still yet to be recorded so i'll keep you all posted on that i do very much hope that you have been enjoying the shows that we've been putting out so far this season and if you do like what you hear then please do feel free to leave us a review or a star rating with your podcast provider do help us to spread the good word of the kung fu movie guide podcast Okay, one final thing. I was, of course, like all of us, very shocked and saddened to hear of the death of Chadwick Boseman. He died on the 28th of August at the age of 43. I'm a huge fan of his work, obviously, particularly, of course, Black Panther, which was such an amazing and important film. Boseman was someone who really seemed to wear the weight of that role just brilliantly, and he was always so thoughtful and compelling when talking about it in interviews. And he was clearly an actor who really considered and thought about the roles that he wanted to play, which included black icons, including Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall and James Brown. It would have been amazing to see what other great roles he would have gone on to play. But he does leave behind a very strong legacy of amazing work that we can all go back and enjoy. So... Our thoughts are with the friends and family, colleagues of Chadwick Boseman, a fantastic actor who died just over a week ago now at the very young age of 43. Okay, it is Rocky Taylor time. Rocky's book is called Jump, Rocky Jump. It's co-authored by John Orty. It is available now from Amazon and all other retailers. I will be sure to put a link to the book in the description of this show it is a superb read i did really enjoy reading it and i do recommend checking it out it's not really a traditional chronological autobiography it's more of a collection of anecdotes i would say but um if you are particularly a fan of classic british cinema or or just cinema in general really rocky is someone who has worked with all the greats over the years so there's some really good stories in there about people like Peter O'Toole, Donald Sutherland, Pierce Brosnan, Brooks Shields, Robert Wagner, Richard Burton, John Landis, Ben Kingsley, Steven Spielberg, Sean Connery, of course, and Roger Moore. The list goes on and on and on. The book has a foreword written by Ray Winston. Ray and Rocky have been good buddies now, I think, for over 40 years. It is well worth checking out. I will put a link to the book in the podcast description and i will also be sure to add links to all of rocky's social media accounts in there so be sure to check out those links if you want to keep up to date with the latest rocky taylor news john orty runs behind the stunts i will be sure to also add links to john's twitter and the youtube channel 
for Behind the Stunts in the description of this show, both of which very much well worth following and checking out. I will be back, of course, at the end of this conversation for my usual sign-off, but until then, I will now throw over to my conversation with the great British stunt performer, Rocky Taylor. Britain's oldest stuntman? Well... Let me put it, that's what they say, I think it's roughly true, there is another one older than me, Paul Weston's older than me. Okay, is he still, he's still doing the work? But he still works, but what I have done, which they misquoted, I'm the longest reigning oldest stuntman. Yeah, okay. In other words, no one started when I started. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm still here doing it, even though people are older than me, make one or two might be just a little bit older than me, sure. but I'm the longest oldest yeah. running stuntman. Yeah. So we worked out it's 59, 59 years. years. Well, 61. They've only got to work it out themselves. Yeah, exactly. That's, the young that's ones. Crazy. The film, the young ones with Cliff Richard. Cliff Richard. And I've been in it ever since. So do you mind me saying you're 75 years no, old? No, I don't mind you saying it. I can't lie about it. Yeah. Well, I can. <laughs> yeah. I'm 69. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, I don't mind. I'm what I am is what I am. Yeah. What you get is what you get as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So take that on the chin. <laughs> Are you feeling, are you healthy? Are you feeling I'm good? Fit, I don't feel 75. No. I know that's an old cliche that everybody says. Yeah. But mine happens to be true. Whether because I've kept myself reasonably fit. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not a gym man. I'm not a judo. I'm not a, I, I, do, I did judo yeah. for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my fitness is what I do. I play golf a lot. I, mm-hmm. I walk a lot. I play, I used to play football until yeah. I had the bad accident. Yeah. So I was always fittish. Yeah. But not fit like some of the young lads that go down the gym for five hours yeah. and do back springs and front springs. Yeah. I don't do all yeah. that. What do you make of those those young uh, guys? They're, they're fine. Them? Every time I see a new stuntman, he's got stuntman written across his on the t-shirt. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think I've got one with stuntman on it. But they love that. That's just, that's what they do. Yeah, <clears throat> it's part. I suppose it's what they're fighting for to get a bit of recognition, which I understand. Yeah, but you know, how many people do backflips? In a fight scene, you know. Yeah. I mean? Now and again, if it's called for, you get. I'll get someone yeah. in. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm basically on the. Well, I've been doing stunt coordinating now for years, but mm. it's not what I'm known for. But because lots of people have come and under, been took my feet away when I had the accident, mm. and then people got bigger and bigger yeah. as stunt coordinators, and I stayed a little bit level. Yeah. <clears throat> Though I still do stunt coordinating, I've done a few films, done about thirty films, forty films, but. It's not what I'm known for, which I want to try and get before I actually pass up to the heavens yeah. to do a lot more coordinating. More coordinating. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my aim. You've got 155 credits on your IMDb, by the way, so that's, that's really. quite a lot of films. Mm. Um, but even just last year, Angel Has Fallen, Spider-Man Far From Home, you did an episode of Curfew. You're, you're still very much active. Active as a stunt man. In the man. stunt world, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. As, I didn't coordinate those. No, no. If you're accepting work now, Rocky, what sort of... Are there well, let me put it to you this way. Just what, what I've just finished a film called Batman with yeah. Steve Griffin. This was a car crash. We got about 20 stuntmen there and mm. about 300 crowd. 
Yeah. So what they did, they immersed this dampening into the crowd to keep the crowd safe. Gotcha. In other words, more safety now at my age. Yeah. That's what I get called for to yeah. take people through what we're going to be doing and what yeah. we're not going to be doing. Yeah. Make sure you're here. Make sure you've got rubbers on your shoes. Make sure that you don't slip. You know, if you fall over, be careful when yeah. you fall over. You know, you know. So we rehearse it. That type of thing is what I sort of like doing because it's involving me with the stunts I'd like to have been in charge but obviously there's another they've got an American stuntman sure. and a guy called Steve Griffin as the English counterpart yeah, and yeah. he's the one that got me in I know you were saying you do fire stunts fighting well yesterday <coughs> yesterday funny enough you know I'm still involved I did a fire scene yesterday where I got caught on fire in my garden yeah okay with this company called Happy Hour yeah and it's going to be a, a documentary on Rocky Taylor which is yeah. quite nice uh, I went to Long Cross with a car, a, a BMW 3 Series, um, and did some donut spins for them. Yeah. That's donuts, where you spin the car yeah, on yeah, its yeah, axis yeah. and then just come off and then go around a little bit faster, another handbrake turn, yeah. and all that. Did that in the morning, and then we came here in the afternoon because I went outside and the barbecue's there, and I put my hand up, like the barbecue, and my hand, and all my arm catches on fire, which goes onto my back, and then all my back all catches on fire and up to my head. Yeah. So I did that yesterday, funny yeah. enough. So I'm sort of still involved with a bit of fire sure. and a bit of car stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was well known for being a car man. Yeah. You know, when they phoned me and said they wanted to do an interview with me about my book, which is out, I just mm-hmm. got a book yeah, out yeah. called yep. Jump, Rocky Jump, yeah. which you can buy now on Amazon. It's a great book. And uh, everybody says it's a great book. Yeah. Enough. They, what they've said, it's like talking to me in the pub. I can I, now that I've known this is the first time I've met you, yeah. but I can definitely. It's got a conversational. Style yeah, a conversation. To it. It's, it's, it's not boring, well. and it, it doesn't no. go from one no. to the end. It's that little bit, that little yeah. bit, all little bits of seg- yeah. segments, which yeah. is you know, people have said, you know, Brooke Shields has said something. Jim Davison said something. Yeah. Ray Winston forwarded it for yeah, me, nice. which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And everybody says it's great. It's got five stars on Amazon, so yeah, I'm very pleased. Okay. It's been out a year. Yeah. So anybody wants to buy it, it's still there. Hurry up. Yeah. Before they run out. <laughs> you were saying there a bit about the modern stunt performer. Everyone's yeah. working out in the gym. Yeah, um, and the, the modern stunt performer seems to be about five foot five, five foot six, yeah. and doing handsprings all the time, yeah. you know, which is great if you yeah. want to do handsprings, but I don't know a lot of fight scenes or stuff yeah. that you call for a handspring. One thing the book does make clear as well in the many years that you've worked in the film industry, it's one of nightclubs, It's uh, there's boozy nights, there's hanging out with... Uh, well, let's it, let, let, let me just stop you there, because that's yeah. absolutely right, and I can't deny that factor but that was years ago yeah you know we used to drink and drive yeah now you wouldn't even think about opening a bottle of beer yeah driving yeah so things have progressed yes and things have changed yeah if i had anything to change that would have been the thing i would have changed my 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 drinking yeah and socializing yeah I thought that was what you had to do. Yeah. You know, everybody would go down to Pinewood in the bar, see you in the bar, have a few beverages, have a few drinks, have a few laugh, yeah. giggle, have a bit of lunch, go back and have a few more drinks, yeah. and then go home. Mm. But and, and you drove home a little bit drunk. Yeah. But yeah. now, you, um, thank God, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. And I, I suppose that went on for about 10 to 15 years, 25 years, mm. until I had my accident, yeah. which was in 19... 19- 85 85 yeah 
Yeah. That changed the whole aspect of my mm. life, mm. which I think for the better, maybe. Mm. You know, I don't drink at all hardly now. You were hanging out with people like Peter O'Toole or Roger yeah. Moore, these people who yeah. were Richard, Richard socialised Richard Harris. Richard who were Harris. Losers. I was with Richard Harris on Cromwell. Yeah. We used to go out and have drinks together. It, it was part of being in the film business. Yeah. Yeah. See you in the pub tonight. Yeah. Okay, see you there. Yeah. That's, that's how you sort of kept it all going, kept yeah. your name going, kept your your credibility going it was all part of yes that beginning of being in this business it's the butterfly style you're sort of an all-rounder yeah you can do the fight scenes you can do the well that's where i that's where i was very 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 fortunate my father was a stuntman yeah actor Larry Taylor. Larry Taylor. He was in Zulu, yeah. Robbery Under Arms. Very sing, iconic uh, screen Singing presence. another song. Yeah. Cromwell. Yeah. As an actor, plus he could do his own little fight scenes. Sure. Stuntman, I wouldn't say, and he, he, he's dead now, but I can still say, I don't think he was a great stuntman, my yeah. father. Because yeah. he never wanted that road. Yeah. He started off as a sort of an extra and yeah. got a little part and then built a little more and then a little more. Then they said, can you throw a punch? No, he said, bang, and he threw a punch. Now he became a stuntman yeah. actor. Yeah. But he, he wasn't the greatest. I still say I thought he was a good actor, but yeah, dialogue, the dialogue yeah. is the thing. Helena Troy, I, I, I yeah. first went out to Rome on Helena Troy with him as a stuntman. He was yeah. a stuntman. I was a young, young five-year-old going yeah. out with, my, with his mother. Yeah. We went out to Rome and it was fantastic yeah. I mean, for a kid to go to Rome at five years old Amazing. in an aeroplane that had propellers. Yeah. It took six hours to get there, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, but that was my first going abroad job. Yeah. Which wow. was, well, not wow. a job, but to be with my trip. father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I remember him going away, robbery under arms, big film he played a great big part in Robbery Under Arms with Peter Finch yeah. and I remember going down to Gatwick Airport and I, it used to have a, a, a platform going out to the planes and I went up and saw my dad going up the stairs like that onto the plane and I waved to him and went bye dad and he was away for nearly a year in Australia oh, doing that wow. film wow. and he played right next to Peter Finch yeah, shotgun yeah. Uh, so you know he had a wonderful career my mm. father and I worked with him quite a bit yeah. as well after that. It's quite a sad bit in the book where you, you're you on the phone to, to him. Oh, he, God. Um, I'm glad you've got a memory bank. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was going with John Virgo, the snooker player. Yeah. And I used to drive him to Sheffield or wherever yeah. when he did his tournaments. Yeah. And it was great fun. Yeah. I mean, really was. But I was then driving up to John to play a golf tournament we both, we both played golf for mm. charity golf and he said how's your father I said oh I better give him a ring because the, the phones had just come into cars in them days oh right yeah I said oh I could use your phone John I phoned him up he went yeah go on it rang hello hello there it's me Rocky hello son how are you I said dad I'm very well how are you doing he said yeah I'm alright just make myself a cup of tea hello hello anybody there oh it must have cut off Ring back. Ring, ring, ring. Hello? Hello? Who's that? This is John, uh, Larry's neighbour. I said, where's my dad? He said, he's on the floor, Rocky. I said, what? He said, I think he's died. I said, what? He said, he's just had a heart attack, I think. He's laying on the floor. Could not breathe. Yeah. I said, you're kidding me. I've just been talking to you. He went, that's oh, you go. incredible, isn't it? That's, that's fate, isn't it? Yeah. Talking to yeah. your father as he goes. But, you know, that was very upsetting. Mm, mm. The, yeah, other, the other nice thing, just like to get my mum into this if I could. Yeah. 
because my mother, bless her, she died April last year. She broke her shoulder. She, she had to go to the hospital. She was in hospital da, 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 for a few months. Da, 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 and she came out and went home. Then all of a sudden, she really, really got bad. Mm. And they said, she's got to go in hospital. So I said, oh, God. And I've got the book coming out. Yeah. I thought, well, I hope she gets the bloody book before she goes. Anyway, just before she died, two weeks before she died, the book came out. Oh, so God. I rushed down to the hospital to show me mum. Yeah. Mum. She went, yes. I said, look, jump, Rocky, jump. She went, oh, Rocky. I oh. went, yes, it's for you, mum. I said, I don't care if you don't sell another book. At least you got it you got and you've it. seen it. She went, thank you. I made you a stunt man, by the way. It was me that made yeah. you a stunt man. Because she did stunts. My mother, just after the war, my dad joined the film industry to become an actor, uh, what do you call it, extra, and all that. And my mum, just married my mum, mm. went a long couple of times. And the director said, Larry, she said, yeah, we want someone to come down them stairs in a wheelchair. He said, she'll do it. My mother. Yeah. He said, what? She said, yes, I'm sure we'll strap her in. That didn't know no safety. Strap no. her in. He said, and he pushed her down the stairs in the wheelchair. <laughs> and she bumped down six or seven stairs and it turned over and she was all right, put a little yeah. mat down there. She was okay and they did it three times. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she got £100 a take in 19... Wow. It's on the 50s. 50. Yeah. 51, 52. £100 a take in them days was like... Yeah. Five grand today. Yeah. So she went, I made you a stunt man. Yeah. Don't let your father think he did. It was me. I went, all right, mum. God bless you. But that made my bit about the book very, very true. Yeah. yeah. That she gave me, yeah, she, uh, gave me such a strength to think yeah. that she saw my book. Yeah. And yeah. she saw Jump, Rocky Jump. Yeah. Amazing. Made me cry as it Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I want that medal or I'll take your life. Born in 1945. Born in 1945, 28th of February. You remember the rubble after the Blitz and everything? You well, remember? the reason I remember the rubble, when my mother, when I was only a little boy, four, five, five, six years old, lived in a prefab in Cholton, and my mother used to put Laurie, my name's Laurie Taylor, mm. for real, and my passport, yeah. Rocky's a different name, I'll get to that bit. Yeah. Uh, here, it's Laurie, big Laurie. Yeah. So I used to go across the road onto the bomb site with my mates and run up and down the bomb site onto the roof and down the yeah. side. Blah, 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 and a policeman clamped me around here and brought me back and took me home. He said, "Here's your son, Laurie." She went, "How do you know his name, Laurie?" She said, "Look, he says it on his front, <laughs> Laurie Taylor." Yeah. So that was that. You were quite active as a as a kid, would you say? Let's put it this way: in my background, in my in back of my head. I realised about stunt work. My dad was a sort of a stunt man. Action, action. But what yeah. I used to do as a young coming through was have a fight with a pillar yeah. to throw punches in the mirror. Throw, see how I threw punches. Oh, that's it. That's good. You know what I mean? Like John Wayne. Watch John. John Wayne's the greatest punch for, uh, yeah. in the world. Yeah. From here, round yeah, there. Oh, points, so I do that. That's yeah. what I took. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I, I became a good fight yeah choreograph tv uh, for film because i know how to throw a punch and you know when you throw a punch the the guy that reacts is more important if i come across your face there yeah yeah. you have to go now that way with your head just your head yeah bang like that you put the camera there and it looks like i took your head off yeah so all those things you learned i learned later where to put the camera how to put the camera but there wasn't really a stunt industry back then was there no no, we formed a guild called the Stuntman's Guild yeah. many, many years ago. Peter Braham, all the older stuntmans, Jerry Crampton, Romo Guerrara, 
Dinny Pal, Nosha Pal, all that mob, we formed our own little guild. Yeah. So it was stunts and then a, another block of stunts. Mm. And that didn't quite work because it's very hard to be friendly and work in this game. You've got because people are stabbing so you in the back. It's, yeah. it's horrible. Yeah. Then come the stunt register. Yeah which we got a book which I've been in every one yeah. and I think it was 73 74 mm. somewhere around there okay. and then you had a list of stuff that you could do your photograph and all yeah. that your yeah. phone number yeah. to give to agents to give to people yeah. so they could contact you yeah. and then you could see what you look like for a double for another double for yeah. who you want to double but before that the British film industry or the sort of sets that your dad was working on was very much like can you fall down these stairs yeah. and it was someone put their hand up and said yeah, yeah I'll do exactly. that. that that was basically that's how exactly it how it was yeah. there was no stunt scores training or anything like yeah. that but I became a judo man I want to talk to you about this so judo was your judo thing my up. dad when I was at school said I want you to learn judo son so Doug Robinson and Joe Robinson had a f- in town called Judokai I went down there as a young lad. Yeah, this is in the 50s. Yeah. Judo really wasn't here. It was here, but not here, if you know what I'm trying to say. No one really understood it until the Avengers. Yeah. Remember the Avengers with Honor Blackman? Yeah, absolutely. She started doing judo. That's right. In black and white, and it was live TV. Yeah. And my judo instructor, Doug Robinson, used to be the stunt man on that show teaching her judo. Sure. So now I go down to the judo choir in Orange Street doing judo and I got to black belt over the years, which was quite a challenge. It was good. There couldn't have been many people doing judo? Not stunts, not stunts. I was the only one in stunts as a stunt man to be doing judo. So that's where I used to get calls because I could throw myself across the the floor and carry on rolling where other stunt men, you know, he said, I remember a stunt man called Terry York said, Rocky, yeah, he said, on, he was one of the stunt coordinators on the Avengers. He said, Rock, can you, if, 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 I, if I throw you with your lapels, could you do a roll across the floor and hit that wall? I said, what do you mean? And I ran and jumped and dived in the air and done a roll and hit the wall. He said, exactly what I want. Yeah. Because I could do it. Yeah, yeah. All the other stuntmen had never done judo. Yeah. And that they made couldn't you even stand do, They couldn't even do on the floor, mm. which gave me a great credibility yeah. in the stunt business yeah. to, be, to learn my craft i.e. swords, i.e. cars, i.e. motorbikes, horse riding. Never been on a horse until my father threw me on one. Yeah, you know, when you were so, a kid. Yeah, so all that came. And then I realised, I didn't realise I was a stuntman until a lot earlier. I yeah. mean, I'm doing stunts for other people that I just think, well, they can't do it. I didn't know that. that I didn't know that meant stuntmen, you know, Hollywood, yeah. big stuntmen, yeah. whatever. That never came in my mind. Because you could have been a t- judo teacher or an instructor. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, well, let me show you. What happened was... I went, Dougie Robinson said, uh, there's another uh, Budokwai. I was a Budokwai and he had the Budokwai where mm. there was another Chinese man come over and he was a great man, mm. judo, and they wanted us to go there and have Randori. It's called Randori when you have a fight scene. Yeah, yeah. I threw him. Yeah. And Doug went, well, you threw, what's his name, whatever his name was. I went, yeah, he said, God almighty. I said, yeah, hip on, bang. He went down, he went, fantastic. He said, we're going to put you into the Olympics. I was going to go into the Olympics. Wow. Okay. But it never happened because I found out what that was for and yeah, a bit of drinking exactly, and exactly. It, it all passed by, passed by me. Yeah, yeah. And now I realise I'm a stunt man. So I go down. Uh, uh, um, the young ones. The young ones. Peter Diamond, who was a stunt coordinator on The Young Ones, phoned my father and said, your son, Rocky, he's a black belt judo, isn't he? He said, yeah. He said, would he, come, would he be able to come down and teach Cliff some judo throws? 
Uh, I had a phone call. Rocky, yeah, Dad, yeah, you, you want to go down to uh, ABC Cinema? Peter Diamond wants you to teach Cliff Richard some judo. Cliff Richard, he was the biggest star like yeah, Elvis. Yeah. I mean, he was the British Elvis. Sure. He went, yeah. I said, yeah, all right. So I got on my Vespa, yeah. Lambert Arrow, boom, down to ABC Cinema, into the studio, Mexa Cliff, or Cliff then, in the shadows, and Sid Fury was the director. So I shook his hand, shook Cliff's hand. And they said, right, there's this fight scene at the end of the film in the youth club where Cliff has to do a couple of judo throws on a lad and then he has a fight. I said, okay. So we got the mats in. I spent a week with him, two weeks, I can't remember exactly, but something like that, showing him how to do judo. He learned it. It was very good. And then Peter Diamond said, can you play the part as the young thug that has the fight with him? Yeah. Oh, well, why not? Why not? And you were 16? 16, 17-ish. So now... I'm now kidnapping Robert Morley on the motorway. Big fight in the youth club. Fighting Cliff Richards. Fighting with Cliff Richards. And I've got a couple of young other stuntmen, uh, judo boys in to help me. Yeah. And we did a big fight scene. If you look at it, it's a great big fight scene. Me, long hair. It's, it's, I'm, I'm like that. I'm like a rake. It's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> so I did that mm. and everybody loved it. And Peter Diamond said, Rocky, you work so well. I'm doing a TV series called Sir Francis Drake. Mm. Can you handle the sword? Can I handle the sword? Well, I phoned Dad. Dad, yeah, say yes. All right, yes, I can. Never had a sword in my life. Yeah. So I go around Dad's house and he's, there's a thing called round the clock. 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, right the way around, they call that the clock. Yeah. And you go, that's your head, 12 o'clock. Yeah. Your shoulder's 1 o'clock. There's your, you go right the way around. So he showed me block, 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 sword. Now you're now you can handle the sword. Yeah, that's what they do on films. Until I got to the sabers and foils and all sure, that later. Sure, sure. So now I go down. I'm there doing the sword fights on a boat in the studio, and falling into the mats. Get ah, boom, yeah. and that was it. That's how I became now. Now, now I'm a stuntman on a TV show. Yeah, from nothing. Didn't know. That's why I say I fell into it. You know, my, as a stuntman, I fell into it, which yeah. is quite a bit of a pun. Yeah. <laughs> I've always done things on my own. <laughs> Good. Then let's see what you can do. Avengers, the champions, then, Randall and Hopkirk. Then came Ray Austin, was doing a, a series called The Avengers, where I mentioned Dougie before was doing it but he didn't carry on doing it Ray Austin another great directing stuntman took over and I went down to play just an ordinary stuntman having a fight mm. and this stuntman called Mike Sands had to come down the stairs put his hand on the balcony jump over onto a table like that kick the vials away with flowers mm. and have jump off the thing and have a fight with a man on the floor so Ray said to this man, I want you to come down there on the track. He went, I can't do that, Ray. He said, what? He said, why not? That's the stuntman saying yeah. yeah. He said, I can't. That's not my game. He said, oh, I don't mind a fight. Said, I can't jump over there. Said, Rocky, yeah, come here. Yeah. Could you come down them stairs, put your hand on the belt and jump on that table? Would you have been like this? Just boom, on the table, off the table. He said, exactly what I want. Yeah. I said, well, he said, go and get changed. I'm now going to get changed because I'm the same size as Steed. Mm-hmm. I'm now doubling for Steed on the Avengers. The guy gets the elbow. Yeah. I now become permanent double on the Avengers for four to five years. 
a hit TV show. Hit TV the, show, biggest one of the biggest yeah. shows around. Yeah. Driving cars, driving the Bentley, driving yeah. all fast cars around Shenley, all around Shenley. Yeah. I had to make the Bentley look like an E-Type was chasing me, make it look like I was doing 50, 60, 70 mile an hour. I'm only doing 25, 30, but I had to look like I was, you know. Yeah. I had a fan down that blow me air, so it looked like the wind was blowing me. Yeah. What was the safety like nothing. back then? Yeah. Nothing. I mean, that's the wrong word, nothing. Yeah. You know, we, I don't think we even had police there. We might not have even had police there. Sure. In, in, D- were you getting rehearsal time? <clears throat> to, a bit of, yeah, a bit a of, bit. you know, obviously yeah. they come down, talk about it. What do you want? Well, go and have a little run. So a little run here. Right? So walk the course, walk the course, so you know what you're doing. Yeah. Where it begins and where it ends. That's basically the safety we had. Right. Red flags and what? green flags. Red flags for stop, green flags for go. Yeah. White for rehearsal. You know... That's what we did in them. No radios, you know. What about during fight scenes? I mean, how much time are you getting to actually choreograph those fight well, scenes? Well, funny enough, another what happened on the Champions, I think it was called. Um, there was a big fight scene going on. Big fight. We had six stuntmen. Terry Plummer, Terry Richards, Joe Dunn, Romo Guerrara, Terry York and me, Dublin. And I had to fight them all in this with swords spears and all that yeah we worked it out for a week at least four days Ah. and the director came up and said to Ray Austin he said show me show show he went don't like that Ray went what he said they've been working he said Ray I'm sorry he went and Ray was very very shrewd man this is what he he had it up here he went you're right governor that is crap oi boys forget that Come in, do that, bang, do this, bump, do that, bang, bang, you do that, you do that, you do, Rocky, you do that, smash it, smash And that's it. And Sid meant that's exactly what I want. Said, right, that's it. Forget the fight we've worked out. Wow, for. really? So that, you know, we did rehearse it, but sometimes... Do you think it's possible to over-engineer these things? Then? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, you get a bit carried away. You want to yeah. do your best job. Yeah. That's what it basically is. You want to do your best job. Mm. So, you know, that's what we're here for. Yeah. It's what we're getting paid for. So Ray had a great brain for switching stuff and foresight, foresight of what the director wants. You're all, this is the other thing that stuntmen nowadays don't realise. They think they're doing it for them, Mm. themselves. Mm. It's for the director and for the scene. Yeah, yeah. What the director wants, you have to give him. Yeah. You're not the director, you're part of the, you're part of the crew, but you're doing it for that man, the director, to make it look good on the screen so he gets the credit. You get the credit from the director, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So that's where it all, these days, they think they're doing it for themselves, some yeah. of them, you know. It's my, it's my, it's my show, it's my, I want it. But it's not, it's the director. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365 day returns. In your doubling work for Patrick McNee or Roger Moore, whoever it is, you are embodying that character as well. I know you're Oh, exactly. You have to walk like him. You have to walk like him. Watch the way he walks and try and walk like him. Yeah. I remember, I mean, this (laughs) always rings back a memory to me. I was doubling for Roger Moore in India on Octopussy. He runs down the street. Well, I don't remember ever seeing Roger Moore run, so I didn't quite know how to run. So I'm running, and the director, John Glenn, came up to me and said, Rocky, yeah, he said, don't run like that. Your hands are all over the place, running down the street. Run like a athlete, like Roger is supposed to be. Yeah. Run like the actor. Yeah, yeah. Walk like the actor. Yeah. Think like the actor. And that's good advice for stuntmen oh, today, course, isn't it? Of Absolutely. course. You've got yeah, to yeah. be that man. Yeah. You're not yourself. You're not. I'm not Rocky Taylor on that yeah. screen. I'm Roger Moore on that screen. I'm Sean Connery on that screen. Yeah. That's how you have to think. When I did the sword fight for Sean in, in um, Highlander, mm. big sword fight scene. Mm. I was Sean Connery yeah. for that yeah. two minutes, whatever it was. Oh, oh, see, I just want to kill you like dogs. I got to 40 years of age when I had to do this death-defying jump off of this building called Death Wish 3. Yeah. 1985. Let's get into that then. 1985, Death Wish 3. Three. You're filming at Lambeth Hospital, I Lambeth believe. Lambeth Hospital, July, Ju- July 19th. 1985 at four o'clock in the afternoon four in the afternoon it's it's embedded in there isn't it yeah director is Michael Winner Michael Winner I'm walking past Michael Winner and Mark Boyle was the stunt coordinator and they're both on the pavement looking up to this building that was over there and I heard Michael Winner say here do that and I looked I said he's he you mean he you mean me he went yeah Rocky yeah see that building we want someone to come off of that on fire Uh, not on fire the building's on fire and you come through it and land your boxes. Yeah. That seems pretty reasonable. It's 35, 40 foot up, yeah. So we go up. Had you done a high fall yeah, like yeah, that yeah, before? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, By 1985, you'd already been working in the industry for over 20 years. Yeah. There wasn't many stunts no, that I've done. No, I've done quite done. a few falls yeah. by then. Yeah. I mean, falls... I, I'm not very high, man, I must admit. I, anything over 50, 60 foot, I'll leave it to the other boys. Because yeah. you've got to be in control coming down. And I'm, you know, I've, I've never professed to be up there sure. and I've never done any parachuting because people do that they're professional we, yeah. we've had four or five guys die who are professionals mm. so why do I want to go up there yeah. if they yeah. can't do it what's your chance the parachute never opened this never happened or that That's, I don't you've want, seen that, that yeah I don't want that so I'd rather be on the floor yeah. but anything up to about 50, 40, 40 foot 50 foot, 60 foot mm. I'll do it into boxes or into water yeah. not a problem yeah. okay. so he went yeah we want you to come off that building it's going to be on fire and you land in the box alright so we go up Michael um, Mark Boyle and I go up there have a look have a look down he said see we put a car there we dig a hole and we fill the hole with boxes and put a cover over it and you come to the edge you see it flames there are little flames here you jump through the flames into the boxes Mm. no problem so you were nervous about that they talked you through it and we had a a, a back we had a a ladder in case something did go wrong you know you never know so we had a ladder and uh, it was going to be underneath me it was was all wood wooden it was wood wood, wooden building 
Yeah. And the flames were supposed to be about three or four foot high at the edge, and then I jump, and they blow it out behind me. Yeah, okay. Well, when he said turn over, light the building, they lit it, and it went boom. And I went, I didn't know that was going to happen. But it didn't go boom and then die down. It went boom and blew up. And it blew up to 17, 18 feet high flames. In over, front of you? Well, just around, 20 feet away, yeah, yeah. 10 foot away. Yeah. And it really was hot and I couldn't believe it. I'm standing there like that thing. That's, that's not right. It wasn't mentioned. <laughs> so and I, and I had a fire suit on. Yeah. I had gel on just in case it was a bit warm. You know, no, but I didn't didn't put a full fire suit on mm. a full protective like you would do if you're going to do a fire job yeah. because it wasn't supposed to be like that I'm yeah. going to jump through a little bit of flame and land yeah anyway as I say it's six foot deep 10, 10, 17 feet high and I'm waiting for it to die down and it don't it gets bigger and bigger because now the cladding the wood all the wood's burning the mm. real wood is burning around me mm. so I thought there's something wrong all I can hear is Michael Winner jump Rocky jump Where's Rocky? Rocky, jump, jump. And so I turned around and I saw the black smoke behind me and I knew the ladder was over there. I now know I'm in trouble. I feel I'm getting too hot and it's burning. Yeah. I turned around and walked through the black smoke. And as I get through the black smoke, I knew I couldn't see anything and I couldn't breathe. So I've had to go back on my feet backwards, out through the smoke, into the clearing again. Now the building is falling down around me. That's falling down over there. That's falling down over there. I know the the boxes are over there. So but you can't see I anything. Can't see, I can't see. And when you when you jump in the box, you've got to see where you landed. Yeah, of course. I couldn't. I know they're over there. So I'd run, jumped up in the air, through the flames, came out. As I'm coming down here, out the out on the outside, I realise I'm going to miss the boxes. Well, I didn't. I hit, I hit half the boxes and half the ground. So this left-hand side hit the ground, and this came up here like this. That bit was there. I'm now burnt because of the powerful of that my hands were all swollen. And they dragged me out into the hospital and took me to St. Thomas Hospital, which was just around the corner, because mm-hmm. we were in the old St. Thomas Hospital, and they took me to the new one, which yeah. was just around the corner, thank Convenient, God. Really. <laughs> but I was very lucky in that point, because as I went into the... I was on the trolley like that, and I could see uh, my daughters came running, everybody came running. I was burning, smoke was still coming out of my face. They put me into the room, and because I was in so much pain, I was in morphine, they were giving me yeah, morphine. Yeah. They put me in a private room because I was waking all the other patients up. So I'm now in this private room, which was nice. And uh, I remember the nurse saying, we phoned the doctor, and he's on his way. Because they phoned him, and they went, Dr. Reynolds said, yeah, I've seen it on the television. He was being filmed. Michael Winner, they were filming Michael Winner being a director. Right. So when they see the stunt, oh, let's see the stunt. They turned around with a camera and saw the stunt, but it wasn't supposed to be filmed. Mm. So they now got it on 6 o'clock news, 7 yeah. o'clock news in the yeah. morning, 8 o'clock news. Because I did a show called uh, Stuntman Challenge. That's right, it's TV and show. And I, I won it, so they, yeah. they gave me King of the Stunts. Yeah. So now they're saying King of the Stunts has been badly hurt, you know, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. Yeah. But people were seeing it all around the world. I had cards from all over the bloody mm. place. Broccoli, mm. Barbara Broccoli sent me a great big bouquet of flowers. Wow. Roger Moore sent me a hamper. The whole wall was covered in in cards. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't tell you how many cards I had. It was frightening. Three fractured vertebrae, you broke your pelvis, you obviously suffered quite horrific burns Burns. as well, broken back. And Michael Winner 
came in the hospital with cameras, the yeah. press at the end of the bed and laid next to me and whispered in my ear, don't think you can sue me, Rocky, because you can't win. Mm. And my my girlfriend then, Marlena, turned around and said, why don't you leave this hospital, Mr. Winner? Mm. You're a horrible man. Your book is full of praise for pretty much everyone you've worked with, the only person that Michael you Michael Winner, do I, I hated not, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the person that comes across. Well, it's true. It's true. I, I mean, I'm sorry. You blame you blame him. I, I blame. Let's put it this way: they fought me at the end of it about the suit. That's what mm. really done me. He didn't put his hands up and say it was their fault because it was their fault. Because mm. I, 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 the special effects, Johnny Evans, the day before, two days before, did a fire job, and it was like a box of matches. Mm. And Winner said. Don't make that this like them, that other one you did two days ago, like a box of matches. I really want to see this one going up. Okay, Mr. Winner, okay, Mr. Winner. So I don't know what went wrong because I wasn't down there, but something went wrong where it all blew up yeah. and it wasn't supposed to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I blame Winner for that. Went to court, took me five years and they settled out of court at the end. Mm. He never put his hands up until the end. Mm. And I got 220 grand. I would have got today five million, two million. So, yeah, that's my regret in life. <laughs> How could that have been played differently then? Do you still play that? If I'd done it differently, your... obviously we would have made sure that them sprinklers work properly. Yeah. Just have a test, up, test them first, please. Can we see it? You couldn't test them where they were because it was full of wood and they would have burnt. Yeah. So you had to see it outside. That's the mistake. If there was a mistake, and nowadays that's how oh you would everything it now like is done so professional. Risk assessments you have to do yeah. now. You know, that's the big thing now. Everything has to be risk assessed. Yeah, yeah. So the industry's become a lot better, a lot safer. Yeah, I do understand that, and that's I'm very thankful for. I might have been a part of that somewhere along the line because mm. of the, because of the suit. People are frightened of getting sued now. You know. Yeah, I was going to say, what was their wider impact on the stunt industry after that happened? Because you're right, you were a well-known stuntman and that story became such a big story. big story. story. There was another stuntman who got injured, by the way, as well, and one died, his name's John Lees. Mm. He didn't die of the accident, but he had a, a wire broke, break. Now, wires are very dodgy if you don't... Nowadays, you can have one as sick as your fist because yeah. they CGI it out. Yeah. Didn't, didn't think about CGI I couldn't do CGI yeah, in them days then. Yeah, yeah. so wires were very dangerous and a few people got injured badly with wires mm. but I was the first person to actually go to court and sue Mr Winner throughout your career you've known stunt performers that have died in the industry yeah yeah yeah. Keith Peacock was, was one of them I was on working on Casino Royale the very first Casino Royale yeah in thing, the 60s yeah. down at Shepparton went down there for £25 a day for a week was there 12 weeks at 25 pound a day <sighs> 1980, yeah. 1965 wow and on that I remember we came in one morning and something has just died you know, his name's Keith Peacock what he was doing he went to Softly Softly a TV show called Softly Softly mm, okay. and he had to climb a ladder about 10, 20 foot up and someone pushes the ladder and he, he's on the ladder he falls comes down into boxes supposed to be mm-hmm. and lands in boxes well what he didn't know or didn't prepare I mean I don't know I can't really say what went wrong in his head I know what went wrong mm. was the ladder was there like up against the wall someone pushed it 
and the boxes were too near the ladder. So when the ladder came down, the ladder hit the boxes. He came off the end, crushed his head on the floor, split it in half. Dead as a door now. Yeah. A lovely guy, Keith Peacock. That's an accident that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah. The thing about being a stunt performer is it's all about trust. You have to rely on the fact that the people around you have ticked all the boxes that, you know, that they... Hence why I say rehearsal, rehearsal. Yeah. Because you see the mistakes that could happen when yeah. you're rehearsing. Don't do that. No, that can't happen. Mm. This shouldn't happen. Now rehearse it properly. Do it. Yeah. That's it. Now you've got it. Yeah. Now, we, now we can shoot it. But have you ever had an instance where you've approached a stunt and said, I'm not going to do that? No. No, because okay. I'll change it to the to way I want it. Well, you've got the power now to. I've do got it. the power. Well, I've got the power to say yes or no. Mm. And if if the director overrides me and says he wants it, I say right. Anything goes wrong, it's your fault. Yeah. Can you sign this claim, please? Yeah. I want it this way. You want it that way. If you want it that way and it goes wrong, it's your fault, not mine. Mm. And nine times out of ten, they go, "All right, Rocky, we'll do what you say." Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's my call. Yeah. Not his call. Yeah. If he wants to take the blame, he's got to take the responsibility. Yeah, yeah. That's the way it should happen. Yeah. I'm there getting paid for dangerous stunts. Anything goes wrong, I take the blame. I do the risk assessment. Mm. He doesn't. Mm. He wants a better shot, but if he wants it done another way, I know the way it's done safe, he doesn't. Three years later, I think it was, you did your first fire stunt again. Yeah, I was on a film called... Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You were doubling Sean I was Sean doubling Connery. Sean Connery. I was in the motorbike, uh, going around the streets in Spain. I was in Spain. And then we come to England to do another scene where he's inside a castle or somewhere where he's sitting with Harrison Ford, tied, his hands are tied behind his back to Harrison's, both of us, on, a ch- on two chairs back to back. And the scene is, uh, their hands are tied, and uh, uh, Harrison passes Sean the lighter. So he flicks it and tries to burn his hands to get free. Mm. And the lighter drops on the floor a light. That sets the carpet a light. The carpet then sets the tablecloth a light. The tablecloth then sets the curtains a light. The curtains set that. Now the whole place is on fire. It's a funny scene. Funny scene. And we, me and Harrison, there's a fireplace six, seven foot away. We bounce together into the fireplace to get away from the burning fire. Yeah. That's the scene. Still in the shot, still in the fire now. Anyway, cut a long story short. We did the shot. Great. Very hot. Get into the fireplace. Finish. Cut. They put it out like that. All of a sudden, a round of applause from the director, from Spielberg from David Tomlinson, the first assistant, and from Sean. All standard ovation for me. It's the anniversary of my fire. Five years back, the same day, the same time, at four o'clock in the afternoon on July the 19th. Mm. It was quite incredible. And I went, oh yes, that's ring a bell. That's funny, because you didn't realise the I, I sort of realised it, but I didn't realise it was going to be a big thing. Yeah. I yeah. just said, this, I, this happened to me five years ago. Yeah. You know. and someone heard it, someone told them, someone told him, someone told Spielberg, all of a sudden, they give me a round of applause. Wow, it's wow. quite, quite an emotional bit. 
that brings to mind the sense of community you must feel when you're on a film set. Mm. Does it feel like that? Oh, yeah, it must yeah, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 I mean, you you do get praise, which is, yeah. I mean, that's the, when I do some stuff and I get praise for it, it, it gives you a bit of a, a G, you know. Yeah. Thank you, thank yeah. you very much. The other great thing is, I didn't mention, which I should mention to you, Roger Moore. Yeah. I want to talk about Roger Moore. Oh, Are you cool. quite close to Roger Moore? You were good mates. Good mates, yeah. From the Saints. You were doubling him on the Saints. Well, a guy called Les Crawford used to be his, his double. His main stunt double. Main double. But because I was at EM, uh, EMI and I was doing The Avengers, yeah. the Saint was next door. Yeah. So if there was a shot where Roger had to dive over a table or into a chair or fall over, used to phone me Les and say Rock you're visiting tomorrow I'm, I'm, on, I'm on another unit can you come in and handle that and do the doubling for sure yeah of course yeah. so I used to go and double for him dive over the table come back onto the Avengers like, yeah. so I was backwards and forwards like a rat it was mm. wonderful I mean yeah. that gave me my apprentice as a stuntman yeah. doing yeah. all these different fight scenes and falls and cars yeah. it was just, just amazing amazing time in my career yeah. that made me a professional stuntman Les Crawford and I are at Pinewood Studios mm. years later on a thing called Persuaders Persuaders yeah okay Persuaders we're having lunch and we come out and we're walking down the corridor of Pinewood Studios with all the beautiful photographs of all the actors that have been there from here mm. and right at the very bottom of the corridor there's a head pops around the corner and he goes Rocky Les yeah quick come here well and we run we think he's having trouble. What's, what's, he, what's the matter? We get all the way down and we get right up, right up to him, right up to him. He went, you're now looking at James Bond. And we went, what? He said, I've just signed for Cubby. I'm now, I'm now 007. We went, you're kidding me. We went, wow. Now, in the dressing room, going to the dressing room, another bottle of champagne, dancing around this dressing room. Yeah. I'm James Bond, I'm James <laughs> Bond. It, it was fabulous. Because you'd worked with Sean Connery on on the earlier James Bond films as well. Well, <clears throat> it's a, it's a, yes, I have. Yeah, but not for him. No, I, I was were a scary ass stuntman. You, you were one of the ninjas coming in. Yeah, the, all that. I was. Uh, there was the loads of stuntmen. I was lucky enough to be part of that, and it was yeah. great days to go and work on a yeah, James I'd Bond imagine. film. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't Sean's double on no, them and no, things no. like that. But Roger Moore and I, I did uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. And never say never for Sean. Yeah. The only stunt man to double for two bonds in one year. Yeah. And that will not be... That won't duplicated. happen again. No. 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 So I'm, and I've got a Guinness record for it. Yeah. Over there. Great. Lovely. Good. Your friendship with Sean Connery as well. Yeah. Everybody story. says that. Yeah. I mean, the answer to that, yes, I was friendly with Sean. He'd yeah. know me by name. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you walk on the set. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning, Sean. And that's basically where you end. Yeah. Roger... You could say, good morning, are you having a beer tonight? Are you having a little coffee? Piers Brosnan, do you want a beer? Yeah. Sean was himself, himself. Yeah. Always kept himself to himself. And never got too close. Yeah. But he did ask for you personally. Once. Oh, he did ask for me very much personally on a film on Highlander. Yeah. Uh, what happened was I was just worked for him for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm -hmm. And I knew he was doing Highlander. So I got I phoned him up and said... Uh, Sean, I'm, you're doing Highlander. Any chance you, he put my name in? Yeah. And uh, another stunt man, I won't mention, tried to get it. So right. I, I realised, I phoned Sean again on the set, got a message, could you ring Rocky, please? So he phoned me and he went, hello, it's Sean. I said, uh, Sean? Sean who? He said, Sean Connery, Rocky. I went, oh, sorry, Sean. What do you want? 
Well, I just want to say, you know, you you said you'd like me to go out on Highlander with you. He said, yeah. I said, I've heard this this other guy's trying to get it. He said, is he? All right, leave it with me. Boom. Ten minutes later, the phone went. Rocky, would you like to go out to Highland, to Argentina, doubling for Sean Connery? Yeah. I said, it'd be my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I did. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's the friendship. Yes, not, yes. Not going out for dinner with him, not going around his house or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a game of golf with him, played golf with him. Yeah, he's into his golf, isn't he? Yeah, he's into yeah, his yeah. golf. He lent my... He, he went... Oh, when we went to Argentina, he said, Rocky, can you bring your golf clubs with you? I said, yeah. He said, I've left mine... And, all right, so I took mine out to Argentina. Yeah. And he borrowed my golf clubs. Nice. I've killed many men with this pole, but still, I don't want to kill you yet. After the accident, mm. you then moved more into stunt coordinating. Is, yeah. that, is that right? Well, yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted to say. Up to the accident, I was pushing myself to stunt coordinating. Yeah, I did a couple of films before that: Confessions of a Driving Instructor, Stand Up Virgin Soldiers. Yeah, I did that. Right. Uh, lots of stuff like that. It's and I was getting a name as a coordinator. Yeah. Then I had the accident which chopped my legs away and I was out for four to five years. Then I'm trying to get back, but I couldn't get back as a coordinator because it's very difficult. Mm. There were already people coordinating films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the people I know in the production side, where you get your work from, are either all old now or dead. Mm. Well, I was a young stuntman. Yeah. All my mates are gone. Yeah. So it's all the new up and coming using the new, you, you, the new breed. Yeah. Which... That's the way work life is. Unfortunately, I've got to take that on the gym. But come the nineties, you're the stunt coordinator on a film like Evita. I mean, that's a huge that, movie. That was a that was one off for me, which was fantastic. Yeah, a friend of mine called Jerry Toomey was the production manager. I had a call. I think Greg Powell was supposed to be doing it, and he couldn't do it because he was doing something else. So they phoned me and said, "Rocky, do you want to come out to Hungary to do Evita stunt coordinator?" I said, "Be my pleasure." Yeah. So I went out and I had 10 weeks on it. And we always go out to talk about the stunts before when we get there. So we go, we're having a, a recce meeting. Yeah. And we go out all around the streets we're gonna, where the horses are coming, where the scars, where the sword fights are. And I'm walking, I go, that's where I said, I went, Alan, I said, yeah. I said, there, we get the horse coming in here, get us the sword, and if you put the camera down there, you'll get the... He went, Rocky. Yeah, he said, I'll tell you where I'm putting the camera. You just tell me what the shot is. I learned from that day. Mm. You know, only if you're asked, yeah. don't mention. Yeah. So he, he, and we went to Rush's to see the films later. And he put the camera exactly where I said. Mm. And we saw the sword come down, it went through and it was great. He, send, he ended up saying, Alan Parker, ladies and gentlemen, could you give Rocky a round of applause, please, for putting that camera there? Thank you, Rocky. So I got a round of applause. That's good. But, he gave you the. But credit. he gave me the. You do what I say. Not you know. Yeah, not what yeah, you. Yeah, but yeah. I told you earlier. Yeah. It's not me. It's it's for him. Yeah. yeah. Didn't Antonio Banderas oh, as well? Yeah. You were trying to give him some helpful well, advice. Well, what happened, Antonio? We were doing a scene where he's come. He had to come running in and go down on his knees, and then run across the road. Mm. So it's not a little, only a little thing. Yeah. Hit the wall. Said, "Put pads." I don't want a pad. I said, "We'll put pads on your knees." I don't want any pads, Rocky. I said, but you're going to go, if you can, Rocky, you didn't hear me. I don't want any pads. I said, okay. Okay. Fine. And he did it without pads. I wouldn't, I couldn't make him do it. Yeah. 
But that's because you know, he is who he is. Yeah. And that's that's a case where you do just have to. Let I didn't the actor... say sign this claim. Yeah, then exactly. I didn't do yeah. all that. It's just yeah, yeah. because it's just a knee pad. I didn't want didn't want to cause a big thing with Alan Parker. If he hurts his knees, it's not my fault. I didn't want to do that. No, no. I left it to him. I've got to mention Titanic. What a Titanic. huge production that was. Titanic. Yeah, it was a great film. I I got a call from Simon Crane saying, "Would you like to come? In? Oh, would you like to go up town to be videoed to see what you look like?" So I went up to town, did a bit of dialogue, bit of dialogue. <coughs> anyway, sent it to him. I was going to play the Stoker in the Stoke in the thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he come back. He said, "You haven't got that part right." Went, oh, oh. So that's it. He said, "No, you've got the part as Bert Carmel." I've got the script up there. <laughs> Bert Carmel with a young kid and your wife, and you get drowned. Mm. Oh, yeah. So he said, "You got it." That's what he wants. You've got that part. So it's the book. I've got the book up there. Burke yeah. Carmel, my name in the film. Burke Carmel with his daughter drowns on the thing. But what happened was, I got a call. I was in Spain playing golf. I got a call. He wanted me out quick. So I had to fly off from Spain. Left the wife there. I came home. Got the plane. First class mm. to uh, LA into Rosarito, which is Mexico. And now, as I walked down, there's this great big ship at, 10% smaller than the real one. Yeah. It looked, and it only one side. Yeah, they built just one side, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I went, God almighty. And once this front dropped down, the middle bit rocked and the back bit went up. Mm. So I'm now doing this film. Every night, we're staying about 10 miles away in a place, Rosarita, um, block of flats. We didn't in there. And uh, we go every morning, 6 o'clock till 6 o'clock at night. Fantastic. And I'm playing this part. And the very first opening scene of the film is me. I didn't realise it. I'm in there with the baby on my arms. And as the camera goes, pans round, and they see the car, and they see the car going up on the boat and Titanic, comes around right on my face. And as it gets to my face, I have to go to my baby in my arms. Do you like that boat, darling? She went, Daddy, that's not a boat. That's a ship. I went, you're right. And that's the ship we're going on. Dad and Titanic. And that was me. Amazing. Right away to the end. Yeah. And you remember when... I'm in it five times. You have to spot yeah. me five times. <laughs> okay. Right to the end, when he pans, another pan shot where he pans, you see all the people that have died or he met all up the stairs and they're all clapping. Mm, yes. I'm one of them with wow. the baby in my wow. arms, clapping. Wow. Bert Carmel. Yeah. Great, great movie. I mean, great, great to be involved with. Yeah. Do you, you must just be flicking through the channels on TV some nights and then a film oh, I've comes been on. on there, and I've been, been on three or four times. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I did most of the, I did, You've I think there's only one I missed on there. Yeah. My mate Greg Powell, that's him, put me in a lot of that. I did most of, I did about eight Harry Potters. Yeah. Which is great. I get residuals for them. Yeah. Not a lot. Yeah. I was an area stuntman here and then this and then that, that building has to get blown up and you put stuntmen there. Yeah. I was always around pads on falling or doing sure. something stupid yeah yeah and you get residuals for, for those the only film we got residuals on in them days because oh, really? when Greg Powell got the film the equity was on strike just going to go on strike oh right yeah. and Harry Potter was just starting at Leavesden and the producer said Greg how are we going to get the stamp in he said well what can I say if you give them residuals I'll get them in Mm. so you're right we're giving residuals so we've got residuals yeah. signing contracts and you get residuals yeah, so I'll get residuals for the rest of my life on Harry Potter's not a lot of money now but it breaks down over the years absolutely I think mean, it's worked out about 50 grand over 20 years hey 
Don't be tricked by him. He's got iron feet. Do you think that the attitude towards stunt performers, stunt coordinators, is changing within the industry? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Because... More respect. More, yeah. You, you are noticing that, then. More respect. We're getting called in to ask our opinions now more than we used to be, which is great, which I find... It's, it's what we do. You have to talk. You have to pre-production meeting. That's what you have, and yeah. it's always a, a breakdown of the script, breakdown of this. And what I want now is a PA. I must have a PA when I'm doing a film. Yeah. Everybody has PAs to do risk assessments, do the paperwork. Do you not have a PA? I hate. You know, I hate it, but I've got. To, you got to do I will it. get one. There's a big push at the moment for the stunt community to be recognised at the Oscars. What are your thoughts on that? Big time, I think it should yeah. be. Always have been, always thought it should be. And I know why it wasn't. Okay. Which I've said on, I said I did a thing, GMTV, Good yeah. Morning Britain. Yeah, yeah. Where I punched you Richard Mayley on Mayley. there. Yeah. yeah. Someone <laughs> said, why don't you do it for real? But I, I mentioned it on there, I think I know, maybe one of the reasons is that in, in my era being coming up as a stuntman early on, Mm. you weren't supposed to be doubling for anybody if you're doubling for one you keep it quiet yeah. in other words I, I was never Sean, I was never uh, Pat McNeese double he always done his own stuff mm. Mm. Roger Moore always did his own stuff yeah. everybody knew that Roger Moore always did it did Roger Moore do that yeah 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 you always had to lie a bit yeah. because the, the company wanted them to think that it was them. And they would tell you if someone asks yeah. or, you know, it's exactly. Roger Moore's doing all his own stuff. Now it's all changed a bit. But I believe in the early days, Oscars weren't given to stuntmen because of that reason, mm. that we were doubles. Now it's come a bit more action sequences where you're a stunt coordinator. Yeah. You should be able to get... Oscars for your stunt coordinating not so much as a stunt double mm. if you know what I'm trying to say yeah but nowadays everybody knows I mean I'll get more publicity than anybody any stuntman yeah. so everybody knows that I do the, the stunt dummy yeah. Roger Moore and I've done Sean Connery and even Sean and all that all know it all now yeah. Well, you get people like Keanu Reeves or yeah. Charlie Theron, whoever it is, actually taking photos with their stunt yeah, doubles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's become more open. Yeah. And I believe that it's getting that way that we will get Oscars now. Yeah. But I do understand why the reasons were, as I said then, back that they didn't want anybody to know that the stunt member performed for yeah. actors. That's my thoughts. Also, it's another award that you're taking away, just playing devil's advocate here, from the director... Because surely a film is the oh, director's yeah, you could, medium, you could, isn't you it? You could even have that, that. It's all these ideas. It's all yeah. these action. It's all these. I'm only working for him. He takes all the credit. So there's a lot of that goes on. It's, I think it's part and parcel of what I just said. Yeah. People don't want stuntmen to be involved. Yeah. Do you still enjoy going to the cinema, watching new movies? No, no I've walked out of four. <laughs> really? Recently? Recently. Yeah. I didn't like The Joker. Walked okay. out ten minutes into it. Really? That is when in the cinema, you walked out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was playing a nutcase in it at the beginning, yeah. wasn't he? And I, I just couldn't. I was doing my head in, thinking, yeah. oh, I can't take this anymore." So I, me and my mate walked out. Yeah. Okay. So and another one. Oh, Fast and Furious Nine. I did Fast and Furious Six yeah. in Tenerife, which yeah. was great fun. Yeah, you were as a stuntman. Yeah. To be on Fast doing and cars. Furious. Yeah, yeah, doing cars. That was great moments in my life. Mm. 
I wasn't involved with the big stuff, but I was involved with most of the ND stuff where he's coming through traffic and all that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Precision driving, I call it. Mm-hmm. And then I went to see this one called Fast and Furious 9 or 8, where it, 8, 8. And they're coming out of buildings 25, 25 stories up and landing in the road and going. Yeah. Now, I know it's CGI. Everybody, it's not, that wasn't, that's not me. That's not real. Yeah. I like realism. Mm. I can understand a little bit of CGI. Mm. Nowadays, with wires and stuff, taking it out, yes, because it makes it safer. Yeah. But, you know, give us a break. Give, give the young kids who's watching it a break to realise that that can't happen. Yeah. You and still I'm think... getting a believer now with all this, and I may be saying the wrong thing here because it's putting us a bit down. I, I believe that this violence is going on is because of what's happening in films, knives and fights and stuff. Mm. I really believe it. You know, mm. everywhere you go, there's someone getting stabbed or someone getting shot. Mm. People think it's easy. It should. It should just happen. They mm. don't realise. You know, even punches. Punches. If I throw a punch at you, hit you on the jaw, yeah. I could most probably kill you. Yeah, in fight scene, we just hit one, bang, 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 yeah. bang. That couldn't happen. Yeah, you know. But isn't that part of the excitement it's and the fear? I'm saying, because I, I, I've got older and watching the violence, and being part of it as a as a young man is my career, mm. and I had to make it look good for screen, mm. not realizing that young kids believe it. Mm. That's my thoughts in my life now. I don't know whether I'm right or wrong. I've got feelings. The violence on the screens and what's happening is creating all this violence that's going around stabbings and knives and mm. people riding policemen over on cars and dragging them down. The road. Yeah. So, have you found yourself reevaluating some of the work that, that yeah. you've done? Yeah. I'm not going to say no to it. It's my yeah. money, it's my yeah. living. But I make sure you know you do it right, and if it, if it, I, I want it to look good, and, and you know, as I just said, if I if I threw a punch to you, I miss you, but it looks like I knocked your head off. Mm. People that don't know that don't realise that we're missing. They actually think I'm hitting you. If you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think definitely. If he can films, do it, why can't I? Yeah, films have definitely ratcheted up the believability so. of some of I think of the that violence stuff. on on screens now has you brought a lot of much? kids thinking it's that's what we got to do. Mm. Especially if you're not quite with the Woolwich. Yeah. Well, you hit him, I can hit him. You know, that's what I feel. Yeah. Whether I'm right or wrong, I don't know. Mm. But that's my thoughts. Rock, we should say you've got an autobiography out. I have an autobiography called Jump, Rocky Jump. I'm holding it right here, look. Uh, John Alty, my friend John Alty, helped me ghostwrite it. Yeah. Because I'm a bit dyslexic in the world. But I can read, but I can't spell properly. Yeah. I'm not a speller. So... He helped me, bless him, John Alty, and Ray Winston forwarded it for me. My mate Ray Winston, which I did Sexy Beast with. Yes, yes, I was a stunt coordinator at Sexy Beast. Amazing. And he was lovely, and he said, please go ahead, and he'd love to do it. So it's just one of the greatest moments of my life to get my story out there for people to read it. Yeah, yeah. It might be volume two coming out, we never know. Fantastic, (laughs) fantastic. And I've got to say, Ben, lovely to talk to you. Really, really nice to meet you. You you made me feel at ease, it was great. Cool. Very good. Good luck with the podcast. Thank you very much. Cheers. (laughs) Thank you. Good boy. Rocky Taylor there. What an absolute treat that was to be able to sit down in the company of Rocky Taylor and talk to him about his amazing life and career and what a career it has been. Some amazing classic films in his filmography there. 
And although he is 75 years of age, he is still out there doing the work. It is very encouraging and amazing to see. So we do wish him well. We wish him all the very best. Rocky's book is called Jump, Rocky, Jump. That is, of course, a reference to that awful accident that happened in 1985 on the set of Death Wish 3. The book is a fun read. You can get it now from Amazon and wherever else it is that you buy books. Rocky is also on Twitter and Instagram. His Twitter name is at StuntmanRocky and he is on Instagram under the name at Rocky Taylor Stuntman. It's all one word. A huge thank you to Rocky for taking part in this episode of the show. And also a huge thank you to John Orty, the co-author of Jump Rocky Jump. John has been a great help in getting everything ready in preparation for the release of this episode. So thank you so much, John. John runs Behind the Stunts. There's a YouTube channel, which is definitely worth checking out. And he is also on Twitter. John's Twitter name there is at Stunt Central. As always, I'll put all of these links in the description of this episode, and you can also find them on our website, kungfumovieguide.com. Okay, I think that is just about it for today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. A huge thank you to Rocky Taylor and to John Orty, and a huge thank you to you, the loyal Foo follower who has listened to this show all the way to the very end. Thank you so much. I will be back with another guest in two weeks' time. In the meantime, please do take care, stay safe, and I will speak to you all again very soon on the Kung Fu Movie Guy podcast. Bye for now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.